is Brad Milkey of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. My name's Barry. I live right above you. I don't host parties. I host after parties. They're like parties, only louder and nobody goes home. You can see right here I ripped out all the carpeting because it was holding me back with my pogo stick. Man's got a pogo. Oh, I'm a prankster. I'll grease up a soda can, and then when somebody grabs it, boom! <laughs> Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Warrior star Clay Thompson is out for the 2021 season with a torn Achilles tendon, but in his absence, two-time MVP Steph Curry has stepped up in a big way. Curry sits near the top of the league in points scored and three-pointers made and set a new personal best with 62 points in a single game. This ABC Sports Update was brought to you by Progressive. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save an average of $668. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, you're listening to On The Record with me, Sunetra Chaudhary. Every week, I speak to a newsmaker who gives us a unique perspective to an ongoing big story. It does look very, very suspect. Uh, the fact that a lot of the people who the Delhi police seems to be questioning were, seems to have arrested. A lot of them are students. A lot of them are very, very prominent members of civil society. So why do you think that this investigation is fair? Uh, first of all, let me say that uh, a lot of the points have already been explained by the Commissioner of Police Delhi in his letter to Mr. Ribeiro in response to what Mr. Ribeiro had to say in his letter. Uh, and he explained some of the facts based on which the Delhi police is uh, going in the direction uh, in which it is going. Uh, I uh, have very limited knowledge of the details of the investigation, but uh, nonetheless, I am a little better placed than Mr. Ribeiro and also my other colleagues who are on record uh, having quoted from Mr. Ribeiro's letter and having expressed their anguish at the way things are going. And they consider that uh, this entire investigation is uh, a kind of partisan and it is going in one particular direction against a certain community, in favor of a certain community. And the general perception is that it's all happening because uh, of uh, government orders and so on and so forth. Now, let me tell you that on the basis of the limited inputs that I have, I know that the Delhi police has uh, come up with some uh, unimpeachable evidence which is technical in nature, which is not somebody's hearsay, somebody has mentioned somebody's name somewhere. No, it is based on technical surveillance, technical inputs, uh, etc., which proves that behind the riots was a large-scale conspiracy and... Uh, a uh, number of the conspirators were linked to one another. There were exchanges of messages. Uh, 
things were happening in a very concerted manner, in a very planned matter, in a manner. People were meeting uh, at these Dukkars in Northeast Delhi and they were planning what to do next. They were all going in a certain direction to a pre-planned, uh, shall we say, uh, scheme. So, having gone through uh, that kind of evidence, I am uh, with the Delhi police on this matter that, yes, there is a strong case, uh, not only against Umar Khalid, but others who are already in custody, uh, such as the lady members of Pijra Code and others. Uh, and uh, the Delhi police has a strong case. But sir, how do you say that? Because... You know, we don't know what evidence there is. And as this police commissioner said that he can't, because of its sensitive nature, he can't put it out there. However, what we do have is the Delhi High Court order, which granted bail to that Pinjra Thor activist, Divyangana Kalita, which said that there was no evidence that the police had shared with them, which showed that her speeches may have instigated or anything that shows that it would have instigated violence or the riots. So that is the only judicial judgment that we have till now, which seems to suspect what the Delhi police has or its evidence. So how come you are so sure? Uh, I think you're not aware of what the court's orders were in the case of Natasha Narang. Uh, Natasha Narang's case, uh, which came up before the Delhi High she Court. She also another student, yes. Yes, another student. Uh, bail was denied to her. And in the open court, the Delhi High Court said that uh, there is a case, there is a case of conspiracy. You know, I, I, I understand that, you know, it's wrong that I'm questioning you, but I just want to understand and I want to understand what makes you certain of the veracity of the police's claims. Because what about what all these officers are saying, sir? They are, obviously, they are from the force, sir. They are saying as well, one thing that they keep pointing out, we'll speak about the students in just a bit and how, how you know, because in a day or two, they're saying they'll file the charge sheet. But what we do know is that if they're going by speeches, then the people who were seen instigating, every time it's being talked about that these activists, what they said, whether it's Sitaram Yachuri or anything, that they their criticism instigated violence. Well, we do know, we have evidence, we've all heard certain BJP leaders who did make incendiary speeches, who seem to, whose words seem to be inciting violence, but no action has been taken against them. Some people did go to the court, have gone to the high court, asking for uh, orders to direct the Delhi police to proceed against the uh, speeches that were made by Mr. Kapil Mishra and the minister and Parvesh Verma. Uh, and that matter is still subjudice. The court has still not given its verdict whether a case is clearly made out or not. Because the present case, please remember, is connected with Northeast Delhi riots. Now, to connect the speeches that were made uh, with the riots, uh, especially uh, of uh, Mr. Kapil Mishra, which was made, say, just before the riots actually broke out a day before the riots broke out. Uh, the general legal opinion is that it is not connected. It is not, it says, I mean, Mr. Kapil Mish, I don't want to defend him, but I'm just trying to give you a perspective. 
he is saying he is requesting the police that please remove these people from this road and allow the traffic to flow otherwise we will hold ourselves back till mr trump is in town once mr trump leaves then we will uh, do it ourselves this is all that there is to he says we will do it we won't even listen to you he says that we won't even listen to the police yeah but uh, remember that it was not something which was inciting riots he was just saying he was talking about that particular uh, road block or chakta jam as it is called if you have been through the details of the investigation you would know that there are a lot of preparations made since there were stones kept bricks kept acid kept on the rooftops they show that while there was preparations in pursuance of a certain conspiracy uh, in community a was not there in community b let me put it this way no so okay but how do you you're saying if you're saying kapil mishra which as you yourself said was two days before the riot started went off if that can't be connected and he's saying he's saying very clearly that if the police fails to do it then we will clear it ourselves that if you're saying that's not enough to show a link but how is there a link between what umar khalid is saying or what divyangana kalita is saying or what the other students are saying and what the riots happened are no. you saying that the police has much more on sitaram yachuri and yogendra yadav than it does on kapil mishra first let me make it clear uh, sunetra that mr yachuri or mr yogendra yadav or the others including jayati ghosh and all they are not arraigned as accused but their name is there in an attachment and it's part of a, apparently a confession statement which is not even signed so see that is the thing we are going by what we know what is interesting is the police deems it fit to call these people who have very good reputations in order to question them but it is based on something which is not even signed which the police claims is a confession statement but is not even signed by that particular person this is uh, an information which is not uh, correct there are statements under 164 crpc before a magistrate and there also they are not saying that so and so came and incited us that is not the case of the police first of all they are not accused and secondly it is not their case that the speeches made by mr yogendra yadav or mr yachuri or xyz incited people to uh, indulge in riots and that also goes for uh, umar khalid please do not think that umar khalid has been made an accused only because of that uh, portion of his speech that is made in amravati uh that when mr trump is here we'll do this and this and this no the evidence against umar khalid is far uh, more and it is not only that speech that speech forms very very small portion of the body of evidence that the delhi police has you find in this particular case umar khalid akin to being a terrorist not akin to being a terrorist because the uapa only doesn't talk about terrorism it also talks of the use of violence or the use of uh, this kind of uh, uh, violent movements and so on so it is covered by a certain portion 
of the UFPA. So this whole thing about blocking traffic, it actually sounds the whole one of the things that has been mentioned by the by the DCP, I think in a webinar, was that they used the modus operandi of blocking traffic. What does that mean? See, if you block uh, traffic on all the major roads, which probably would have happened uh, if action had not been taken, uh, you know, if you calculate the cost of uh, to the public or cost to uh, honest citizens who had to commute between Delhi and Noida during those days of uh, when the Shaheen Bagh uh, blockade was happening, it was phenomenal. And if uh, we don't uh, pay any price uh, on the inconvenience that that is caused to members of public, uh, if the time that you are taking to travel from between Delhi and uh, Noida, say, was X, it was virtually X plus one and a half hours, two hours. That was the kind of difference. You want to show your protests. There are protest sites. If your intentions are uh, only to express your uh, displeasure with the government over something, you go and uh, you know uh, sit the, at the prescribed places and don't inconvenience other people. But sir, does that mean that, yes, that's the whole point, that's the whole idea? So you're now questioning and the police seems to be questioning the whole idea of Shaheen Bagh. But does that deserve for them to be charged under UAPA? No, no, no. People who are sitting uh, at Shaheen Bagh are not being charged with UAPA. All that I'm saying is that... But a I, lot of the people who have been questioned, sir, are ones who went there and they were protesting as well. They, they have been questioned. They may have been questioned to see if they were connected with uh, the larger conspiracy or not. I'm not privy to that material. But you asked me a question that how do I look at a blockade, a traffic blockade of a major road uh, connecting Delhi to Noida. So I was giving my reaction. No, no sir. What I was asking was that the DCP in a webinar, the special cell DCP said that the modus operandi that they found was that a lot of the people behind the conspiracy, they used the modus of having traffic jams, simultaneous traffic jams. That sounds a little... Yeah, so I'll tell you. I'll, this needs explanation. The uh, Zafrabad road between again Delhi and Ghaziabad that was a highway that was being blocked that had been blocked about which uh, Kapil Mishra came and said uh, you move them otherwise we'll move them ourselves then the other plan which is in uh, in the knowledge of the police what the other planning was to block all the feeder roads to that highway that means to uh, detour from the highway if you want to take a go through the smaller roads and come back on the uh, highway, they were planning to block that as well. So they had a very uh, well-etched out plan to block the traffic between Delhi and Ghaziabad for a long time to come. But how is that linked to the death of 53 people, sir? No, no. Again, please understand the conspiracy is not only to cause deaths. It is not only... 53 people have to be killed. No. The conspiracy has various contours. One of the contours of the larger conspiracy was to uh, you know, have these roadblocks, traffic blocks. So, sir, it's obvious that you, 
because you say that they've shared some information with you. You're quite convinced. I just want to wind up by asking you that in the past, you have criticized the Delhi police, especially with its action at Jamia University and the kind of raid that they conducted over there. Um, I know that you're supporting them in this particular case, but the fact that over the past few months, we've seen this kind of, in fact, more than a year now, we've seen this kind of antagonistic relationship between the student community, between the civil society and the Delhi police. It seems to be completely at loggerheads. There's a huge kind of trust deficit that is there between the Delhi police and these communities in the capital. Would you acknowledge that at least? Most certainly. And the root cause of that is the lack of communication because the Delhi police has refrained from sharing the details because it had certain compulsions. The compulsions are very clear. When a matter is under investigation, not every detail can be shared because one detail which is shared can affect further investigation. You have to, uh, the disclosure made by one person uh, may lead the investigation to another person. But if you ma uh, make that disclosure public, that so-and-so has said this, then, you know, the, the further action uh, gets affected. Uh, I just want to make one last comment if you're finished with your questions. You know, the narrative that is in public domain is lopsided. It is lopsided for the simple reason because the police has refrained from sharing the details of its, its investigation. It has refrained from issuing rejoinders to every point that has been made. It has also refrained from making some broader points. For instance, the civil uh, activists, uh, you know, uh, Jayati Ghosh, um, Yogendra Yadav and so on, these people, by their names had figured in the charge sheet, supplementary charge sheet submitted one month back. But have you ever thought of the reason why it has become public only three or four days back? Why it came on the front page of Indian Express? Why not when the charge sheet was... Uh, was submitted uh, a month back. It's very difficult to access, sir. They obviously didn't want to share the details. Well, because there's the charge sheet is a public document. Everyone knew that the supplementary charge sheet has these names. But, every, and everyone also knew the names which have uh, appeared, they knew that uh, their names are just there uh, in a casual sort of way because they figure so, in a... So, we know that charge sheet is uh, public, but... You know that if you want to or if the police wants to, they'd really tell the court not to share it. So, sir, you know, we know that very well. You know that happens with your former organization, CBI. So it obviously can happen with the Delhi police as well, that certain charge sheets just don't come out publicly for quite some time. No, uh, suffice it to say that these people were already in the know of the fact that their names are there uh, mentioned in the disclosures made by certain accused. It may not have reached the media till the story broke out in a prominent sort of way in the Indian Express, uh, you know, just a few days back. Uh, what I want to say is that let all the cards be placed on the table by the Delhi police in the first charge sheet. And also once uh, the charge sheet in respect to Mr. Salid is placed subsequently, uh, things will become very clear. 
that it is not as if it is a witch hunt it is not as if it is a pogrom it is not as if it is directed towards a certain community it has been done very fairly and the evidence that is on record is uh, of a nature that is that will be difficult to question so sir you 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 are saying that once this charge sheet is filed that your nine colleagues and julio ribero they will all be convinced with the kind of evidence they are uh, at least two of them are already convinced mr ribero has already uh, kind of you know after receiving the letter from the commissioner of police i think he has understood see the problem is when i don't know all the facts of the case uh, i cannot uh, conclude come to any kind of conclusion but when i am told when i am made privy to the things that are there on record then my opinion might change might change so uh, i'm sure with things becoming public after the filing of the charge sheet a number of people's opinions will change and hope, hopefully your opinion also changes That's it on the show. I'll be back again for on the record with a different newsmaker. Till then, if you want, you can log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to the other podcasts. You can also send in all your feedback, the kind of people you want us to speak to by logging on to our handles at htsmartcast or my handle at Miss Sunetra on Instagram or at Sunetra C on Twitter. Thanks. Bye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.